Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and today I'm going to continue reading The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors, starting on Chapter 4, going through Chapter 5. Let's get into this shit. On Monday after school, Emma headed for the library to return the book she had borrowed. Reluctantly, Day-Day let himself be dragged along. This is really stupid, he complained to Emma. What difference does it make if the bronze know Miss Armbruster? I'll bet she knows just about everybody in town. That's not the point, Emma replied. I want to talk with her and see if I can find out more, anything more about them. Emma pulled her brother by the, by the arm and prodded him up to the library stairs. She hadn't seen the bronze leave their house the entire day before, and that made her all the more curious about them. Haven't you noticed they never come out in the daytime? Emma asked her brother. The only time I've ever seen them is after dark. Don't you think that's just a little bit strange? No, Dada replied. I think you're strange, actually, and not just a little bit. Emma swatted him on the arm and propelled him into the library through the revolving door. She stuck her books into the slot in the, uh, in the book return and went in search of Miss Armbruster, still dragging Dada along. They found her in the nonfiction section, straightening some of the books on the shelves. Hello, Miss Armbruster, Emma said politely. I'm Emma Toll. I live around the corner from you. Why, certainly I remember you, Emma. And this is your brother David, isn't it? The elderly woman replied, glancing at the two of them. Day-Day nodded and smiled, looking totally bored as he did so. Do you have a minute? Emma requested. I'd like to ask you something. When the elderly woman turned away from the shelves to fully face the kids, Emma's eyes bugged out with surprise. Miss Armbruster had a large bandage on her neck, just like the one Mr. Mitchell had, the mailman. Mr. Mitchell, the mailman, had worn. Emma, dear, why don't you and your brother come, come over here and sit with me for a moment, if you'd like to talk? She motioned to a small grouping of chairs at the end of the aisle. I feel a, a bit woozy. I must be catching the flu or something. Emma nudged Day-Day with her elbow. She pointed to her own neck and then to the librarian, trying to get them to notice the bandage the woman wore. That seems a little, uh, obvious. When Emma saw the blank look on Day-Day's face, she rolled her eyes in disgust. That figures he doesn't get it. She and Day-Day followed Miss Armbruster over to the chairs. The elderly librarian lowered herself to the closest one with some difficulty. Goodness, she said softly. I haven't felt this poorly since... I had pneumonia a few years back. I really think I should see the doctor. Now, what was it you were saying, Emma? Emma sat down next to the woman and asked, When did you start feeling this way? Could it have been Saturday night? Let me think now, the woman replied. Today is Monday. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I believe it was Saturday. I had quite a busy day here at the library. And those nice new people, uh, the, 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 the Browns, and their young son Lex came to pay me a visit. Uh, after supper, I served them tea. Bomb-ass tea. Am I right? Emma's mind was racing. The kid's name is Lex. Miss Armbruster absently touched the bandage on her neck. Emma was dying to ask why it was there, but she didn't think it would be right to pry. It was right after they left, the library, librarian continued. I couldn't keep my eyes 
open. I was, I, I turned in early. I haven't felt well since. Emma asked, did you, did you know the Bronze before they moved here? Is that why you invited them over? Miss Armbruster looked slightly confused. No, she replied slowly. Actually, they stopped by quite unexpectedly. They said they wanted to become uh, acquainted with all their neighbors and were making the rounds, uh, so to speak. So I, uh, I invited them in. Why do you ask? Oh, no reason, Emma said quickly. She didn't want Miss Armbruster to become suspicious of all of her questions about the bronze. Uh, but that's all you're asking about. It's, it's just that we haven't actually met them yet, and I was curious about them. Lovely people, said the librarian. Very refined and such a polite little boy. Uh, although he uh, seemed rather sickly to me. Maybe he was contagious. Dear me, I hope they have a, I hope they make a point to have Mr. Daniels check him over soon. Yeah, well, thank you, Miss Armbruster, Emma said. You take care of yourself. Thanks for talking with us. Emma motioned to Day Day, and they headed for the exit, leaving the elderly woman resting in her chair. Emma glanced glanced back once. The woman tried to stand up. But it was far too much of an effort, so she's... Why don't these people take fucking sick days? So she sat back down and rested her head on her hands with a weary sigh. Did you see that? Emma said when they were at a safe distance from the librarian. She had a bandage on her neck, just like Mr. Mitchell. She's got the flu, too. Don't try to tell me you can't see what's happening. What exactly is happening? Data asked. Just because two people cut themselves and both happen to be sick doesn't mean the bronze had anything to do with it. This is way too much of a coincidence if you ask me, Emma insisted. You may not think it's weird, but I'm going to find out what's going on if it's the last thing I do. Leaving Day Day standing on the library steps, Emma headed for home. Okay, chapter five. Emma was true to her word. From that point on, she kept a very close watch over the Braun family whenever she could. The problem was, they continued to stay inside their gloomy house during the day and only ventured out after sunset. They had even waited until after dark to move the refrigerators inside. Emma noticed that every night, the three of them would leave their home and pay a visit to a different neighbor. She was baffled by their, by their actions, yet everyone they visited spoke well of them. They all said the Brons were the nicest, most polite people they had ever met. The only town resident who didn't seem to care for them were the dogs. Well, these dogs seem to just run freely throughout the fucking neighborhood. Like, what the hell? Whenever the bronze met with one of them, it would growl, and Emma would watch the bronze quickly back up to avoid confrontation. She also thought one other thing was majorly weird. Lex had never been en enrolled into the local elementary school, and none of the children in town ever went to the house across the street to play with him. Well, at least they're not boring, Emma decided. Her neighborhood definitely needed some excitement, but even she couldn't have dreamed up anything so bizarre. She kept wondering if they were just being polite newcomers, or if this was normal behavior for someone from Eastern Europe. In any case, they seemed very strange. 
Stranger still, she wondered about the people the Bronze met on their nightly rounds. Right after being visited by the Bronze, Emma noticed that every one of the people started to come down with the same flu-like symptoms that Mr. Mitchell and Miss Armbruster had shown. Plus, they all wore bandages on their necks. To Emma, it appeared the entire town was weary and ill. On the following Monday, her teacher dozed off while the class was taking a math quiz. She was leaning back in her chair and nearly toppled over. The entire classroom broke up laughing. And Miss Citron... (laughs) Miss Citron was extremely embarrassed. Emma felt sorry for her, even though she was laughing at her, because she suspected her teacher was suffering from the same brawn disease, which is the name she decided to call the strange symptoms, as the other people in town. Okay. That was an odd sentence. She made the decision to stay after class to speak with her teacher. Miss Citrin, Emma said as soon as the last student had left the classroom. Can I talk with you for a minute? Her teacher stifled a yawn and looked at Emma through glassy, glassy eyes. Certainly, Emma, she said quietly. What is it? Emma wasn't sure how to begin. She took a deep breath and asked, Are you feeling okay? Miss Citrin sat up straight as if she didn't want to appear sick. Why do you ask? She shot back quiet, quickly. Well, Emma said on, a, said on cautiously, you kind of nodded off and almost took a header off of your chair. It's a dead giveaway. Miss Citrin looked thoughtfully at Emma. I appreciate your concern, but I'm fine. She stood to leave, but Emma jumped in front of her. Yeah, but a lot of people around town have the same symptoms as you. You know, weak tired all the time, and a bandage on their neck, just like yours. Everyone who's sick seems to be wearing one. Miss Citrin slowly raised her hand to her neck. She had a confused expression on her face. It's strange, she told Emma. I don't actually remember how I got this. It's really just a small scratch, though. Nothing to worry about, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure it's nothing, Emma replied. But if it's got something to do with your flu... Maybe you should have Dr. Daniels take a look at it. Before her teacher could reply, Emma continued hurriedly. And maybe you should, uh, examine Lex Braun, too. Emma was looking for a reaction from her teacher when she said this, and it came. What does Lex Braun have to do with my illness? asked Miss Citrin. Her forehead creased in in a confused expression. Well, you did become sick right after their visit, didn't you? Emma asked. She was fishing... Emma asked, period. She was fishing. She had no idea if the bronze had actually paid a visit to Miss Citrin. And people are saying Lex must be very sick, Emma went on, because his parents haven't enrolled him in school yet. Don't you think that's a little weird, Miss Citrin? Her teacher stared at Emma thoughtfully. She didn't quite seem to be following Emma's train of thought, but it was obvious she was making some sort of connection between the bronze and the way she had been feeling the past couple of days. Finally, she said carefully to Emma, you know, you know, the bronze are very pleasant, but I had an odd feeling about them. I didn't invite them to my home. They just dropped by to get acquainted. I couldn't very well turn them away, being new to town and all, but still. Miss Citrin, Emma interrupted. What exactly did you talk about when the bronze visited you? Did they tell you anything about themselves? Why they came to the country? Miss Citrin thought about that for a long moment, then replied, I don't actually remember our conversation. 
I offered them coffee, and I believe they accepted. We sat in the little kitchen, and Lex was standing between his father and me. Well, I really can't remember anything more, except that after they left, I wasn't feeling very well and decided to go to bed rather than correct test papers. Uh, that's why I haven't, haven't handed them back to the class yet. Emma sensed Miss Citrum was becoming very agitated and didn't want to push her any further. Okay, sure. Anyway, she knew her teacher wasn't going to be much help in solving the mystery surrounding the bronze if she couldn't remember anything. So Anna, Emma interrupted her. That's okay, Miss Citrid. I'm sure you'll, you'll be feeling better uh, soon. I gotta be going. My brother is waiting for me outside. Bye. She hurried out of the classroom and headed for the front door of the school building. All the way home, Emma was unusually quiet. Dady kept looking at her out of the corner of his eyes. She knew he was expecting her to start babbling about the latest discovery in the, in the brawn mystery, but she wasn't talking. He finally couldn't take it anymore and blurted, Okay, um, why the silent treatment? Did you run out of weird things to blame on her neighbors? Or have you finally figured out they're just ordinary people? No, she replied thoughtfully. I mean, no, I don't think they're ordinary. I just haven't been able to figure out exactly what they are yet but I'm still working on it. Jeez, Emma, Dede replied. I was just kidding. You haven't given up on this yet? Emma just shook her head and kept walking, deep in her own thoughts. She had no intention of giving up. And then some dots or whatever. I took it out yesterday, Dede insisted later that night. I didn't sign up for perm permanent garbage detail. You take it out tonight. He hurried out of the kitchen before his sister could respond. Miss Toll looked to Emma in frustration. I'll take it out, Mom, Emma offered. Captain Cyberspace is in the middle of a mission. Miss Toll just looked, shook her head. Uh, oh, gosh, what should I do for the mom? Oh, yeah, those video games are becoming an obsession with him. I hope it's not doing him any harm. The way things are going around here, the safest place he could is, he could be is locked in his room with a game, Emma replied cryptically. She quickly picked up the garbage bag and headed out the back door before her mother got the chance to ask her what she meant by that. Winter was coming. That's interesting. And Emma realized it was getting dark earlier. Oh, okay. She wanted to hurry so she could catch the Braun family before they left for one of their usual evening visits. As she stuffed the garbage bag into the metal can, she heard a dog howling down the block. <sighs> These fucking dogs, man. Then a prickly feeling started on the back of her neck, and she had the strange feeling she was being watched. She slowly reached for the trash can lid, then spun around and held the lid up for protection. Oh, fuck. Another voice uh, for Lex. Hello. Lex Braun was standing a few feet away, watching her. This was the first close-up look Emma had had from him. As before, he was dressed completely in black, and he was very pale. His face was expressionless, and he stood completely still. In the dark, Emma couldn't see what color Lex's eyes were. Gray? Brown? They looked color colorless to her, and they were big and round, too. Big for his head, and they never seemed to blink. She wanted to look away from them, but she couldn't. He held her stare steadily, and she felt transfixed. When Emma and Dayday had staring contests, Emma always won. Dayday told her it was because she was some kind of psycho night creature. 
Emma tried blinking to break Lex's stare. Lex didn't blink back. Several seconds passed, with each of them closely watching the other. Finally, Lex asked, Could I come in to play? Emma wasn't quite sure what to do, but she knew she didn't want the strange boy in her house. At least not until she knew more about him and his family. Finally, she said, It's kind of late. Maybe some other time, okay? At first, Lex did not respond. He just stared. Finally, he said flatly. He said flatly, Okay, some other time. Then he slowly turned away and headed back in the direction of his own house. Emma stood there, still holding the lid, her heart beating wildly. The strange meeting with Lex gave her a creepy sensation that she could feel all the way down to her toes. Then she realized she was so cold that she was shaking. She quickly pushed the lid back to the trash can and hurried into the safety of her house. And that's the end of chapter 5. So this uh, this book's pretty interesting so far. It's, it's just recreating the scenes, but I like the extras. Except that I have to come up with voices and it's very difficult. But we're going to continue next time with chapters 6 and 7. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.